Have you ever felt trapped in a relationship where your reality and your perceptions seem to clash? And it's been causing a lot of confusion. It's causing a lot of emotional turmoil. It's causing a lot of just frustration of what is exactly real. Maybe you're curious of like why you struggle to be able to reconcile your partner's behavior with the image that they portray, with what they say versus what they actually do, of how he comes across to you versus how he comes across in public. And you're curious about why is this such a difference? Why is it such a difference between what you see, what others see? You might be struggling with this piece called cognitive dissonance. I want you to join me today as we jump into exploring the concept of cognitive dissonance and how it shows up in toxic narcissistic relationships. But before we do, if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. This challenge has been built to help people break the trauma bond get rid of the rumination, eradicate the triggers that are affecting them on a day-to-day -day basis, and cut through the cognitive dissonance, because that's a piece that I view as being part of the trauma bond. So when we talk about cognitive dissonance, what actually is cognitive dissonance? If we look at it in more of an official technical way, cognitive dissonance refers to the psychological discomfort experienced when both individuals, when an individual holds conflicting beliefs, attitudes, perceptions. So if we try to break it down a little bit different, it's the idea of being stuck in between a rock and a hard place of what do I actually believe? You look at this person, you look at the situation and you have cognitive distance of saying, hey, there is this thought that I have here and there's this thought that I have here. Which do I actually believe? Which is actually real? Which is actually true? And in the context of narcissistic relationships, you get to the place where you experience this because you're seeing con um, contracting, contradicting, can't say the word, contradicting behaviors from your partner, from your spouse, from the person that you're with. Okay. So when we look at this, it becomes a place of contention because you're confused of what to actually believe. So bear with me for a second. You've got two opposing thoughts. Okay, a typical one and the easiest illustration is do you believe his words or do you believe his actions? Which do you actually believe? Now, the hard part is when you're faced with both of those realities and the words seem great because he's saying he loves you, but the actions seem awful because he's cheating on you or he's being mean or he's being awful and how he's actually showing up in the relationship, belittling, abusing all these different pieces. Your mind a lot of times wants to come up with a third option that justifies what's happening. And so your mind typically will come up with this idea of like, well, he's just emotionally immature or he's just struggling in his communication or he's just going through a hard time or this is something that I just have to get through and, and then it'll get better. And so your mind comes up with an alternate story to what's actually happening. This story then gets told to yourself over and over and over again until you start to believe it. So you start to believe that what you're thinking is the only option out there when in reality is typically a made up version because of those two conflicting thoughts. So how does this show up in your relationship? Maybe you're in the relationship, you're with him and he's showing you charm and affection one moment and then follow the next moment by emotional manipulation and cruelty. And this big difference creates this cognitive distance, making it challenging for you to know what do I actually trust? Like, can I trust the relationship as I see it or as I experience it or as he says it or as I see it from other people? What do I actually trust? 
this turns the relationship into this aspect of Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Hyde. Okay, Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll, back and forth, like switching back and forth from idealization to devaluation, like back and forth trying to figure out what is actually true, what is actually real in the relationship. And so you'll see a narcissist that will idealize you, that will love bomb you, that will shower you with love and admiration and attention that will build you up and then bring you back down and then shift you to devaluing, to demeaning and shift you to a place where you're just lost in confusion and emotional distress. Okay, this push-pull, this up-down, this back-forth that happens in a narcissistic relationship is meant to keep you and is meant to keep you in a place of discomfort and is meant to keep you in a place where you don't actually leave. Now, with when we're talking through this aspect of the idealization and the devaluation, you'd think like it doesn't really make sense. Why would someone do this? Because then this person would leave. The problem is you typically don't leave. When you get idealized so much that it feels great, and then when you get devalued so much it feels awful, that's typically not enough for you to leave. You typically still stay in the relationship. You still struggle with what do I do next? You still struggle with the reality of what to believe. And as a result, you still stay. Because typically when you're getting devalued, you start to think that it is all your fault and that you have to do something, change something, be different to get back up to the person that you used to be, the relationship that you used to have. This is all just a game. This is all just manipulation. Okay, the whole goal is the narcissist puts you down more and more and more so that you try to vie for their attention, for their love, for their affection to get back on top of that pedestal over and over. And as a result, it feels like this more uh, this aspect of supply for the narcissist of, oh, I'm getting what I want. This person is running after me. They're they're loving me. They're they're giving me attention. They're seeking after me. All of that changes in their mindset to be like, oh, this person cares. This person loves this person, all this kind of stuff. Because the whole goal is I'm getting attention from you. Like it's one of these ways that is the most screwed up way to be able to think it. But a narcissist will walk up to you, punch you in the face, run away from you. And as you're chasing after them, yelling, how dare you do that? The narcissist is like, oh my gosh, they love me. That's one of the, the best ways I can illustrate it that doesn't make sense, but makes sense on the other side. Try to do stuff to get a reaction from you. Did the narcissist in your life, did he do this to you? Try to get a reaction. If he did, I want you to type in the comments below reaction because I want people to see that it happened to you as well. If it did and you type in the comments below reaction, you're going to see more and more people that do this to help you understand you're not alone. The narcissist in your life wanted to create a reaction so that they could use that as supply. Like you might see early on in the relationship being with a narcissist where he was affectionate, supportive, and seemingly perfect soulmate, right? Like that's a big part of it. As the, as the relationship progresses, then you start to get the criticism, the devaluation, emotionally abusive, leaving you torn between what do I actually believe? What do I actually see? This idea typically happens as well and is prevalent after the relationship or after you break up, you look back on the past and you see it from only one perspective. 
I always use illustration, if you look out on a mountain range, when you're really far away, that mountain range from one angle looks like it's just a consistent mountain range going up and up and up. But if you fly over it, you start to see there's a mountain here, there's a mountain here, there's a mountain here. And what you're seeing from a far off distance is you're seeing all the peaks of those mountains leading you up to the direction of saying like, oh, it's not that bad. This relationship is actually good, but you're only seeing the peak. You're only seeing the little moment of a good time and you're missing the pit in between of all the things that happened that were abusive and bad in between. So narcissists oftentimes will leverage this piece of cognitive dissonance to keep you under their control. Like if the narcissist goes back and forth, creating this, un this uh, uncertainty and inconsistency, they're going to keep you in a state of confusion. The problem is you get to a place of fog and confusion and being stuck and self-doubt and you don't do anything that you need to do to get free. Like you get stuck and you can't have clarity to be able to get away from the toxic person. Prevents you from seeing their true nature, prevents you from questioning their abusive behavior, prevents you from actually leaving. This is one of the hardest pieces to break people out and to wake people up is the fog that they're currently in. The fog that typically compels them to try to reconcile the cognitive distance when they can't. When there's no logical way for a person to say, hey, I love you, and then they abuse you. But you want to figure out how to reconcile that in your mind versus working on yourself. That's the only way we can actually get you free. Like when we work on breaking you free from cognitive dissonance, the only thing that cuts through it consistently is the facts, the facts of the relationship. That means it doesn't matter about his truth. It doesn't matter about my truth or your truth or anybody else's truth, because that's going to get skewed with cognitive dissonance. It's going to get skewed with the story you tell yourself. But if we can deal strictly with the facts, we start to move into a realm where you can view life in its totality and its reality. So we look at it and we say, okay, what are the facts of this relationship? Well, the facts are he keeps telling me that he loves me, but the fact is he keeps cheating on me. He keeps lying to me. He keeps abusing me. Does that fact prove that he loves me? No, it doesn't. Therefore, he cannot love me. You're like, well, that seems a little harsh. No, we're going off of the facts. What has been demonstrated? We're going off of the evidence. What has been shown? If we do not do this, you will stay in the fog the fear, the obligation, the guilt, you will stay in the fog indefinitely. And I've seen it. I've talked to people that have been in a toxic relationship, that have gotten out, and that they're still in the fog. Six months later, a year later, five years later. Because of this piece, that the facts are the only thing that's going to set you free. That's what we focus on. That's what we teach. That's what we help you break free by dealing with the facts and showing you that the stories you believe, that third idea that comes out of, do I believe his words or do I believe his actions? That third idea that you make up where that comes through thinking this must be what it is, that's a story. A story that you're telling yourself that's not based on actual truth based on actual facts. We walk you through this process step-by-step step in a systematic way inside of the Clarity Challenge to help you see that the only way you can be free is by dealing with the facts. Understanding what was actually demonstrated, what was actually shown in the relationship, that is the one and the only thing that will get you free. But you have to be willing to dive in and do the work for you, not for anyone else, for you.
If you're interested in that, go to claritychallenge.net today to be able to sign up, to be able to start your process in healing and moving forward and growing and changing and developing who you're talking about.